So galactic is a protein. It has a place where it attaches to different carbohydrates. And it creates pentamers, five of them. It attaches to each other. And you literally create a coating which allows bacteria to hide, viruses to hide, parasites to hide. If you want to live like you matter, ditch the pills, look great, and feel freaking amazing, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Wendy Trubo. I'm Dr. Ed Levitan. Welcome to the Five Journeys Podcast. Where we empower you to live a vibrant and healthy life by optimizing your structural, chemical, emotional, social, and spiritual lives. Hang on to your hats. Welcome to this episode of the Five Journeys Podcast. I'm Wendy Trubo. This is my co-host, Ed Levitan, and... Today, we're really psyched to have Dr. Isaac Elias back. We uh, we love him personally and uh, are having him on the podcast today. He is a leading expert in the field of integrative medicine, specializing in cancer, detox, immunity, and complex conditions. He's a respected physician, researcher, best-selling author, educator, mind-body practitioner. He partners with leading research institutes, including Harvard, National Institutes of Health, Columbia, and others. And he co-authors studies on integrative therapies for cancer, heavy metal toxicity, and others. And he has a new book out, The Survival Paradox. We're going to talk about that today and also products that help with detox. So Isaac, welcome. What a privilege to have you back. Thank you so much for having me. I loved our conversation and our connection and I'm looking to, to see it flourishing. Yes. So I, I, want to be, I want to clarify, you're saying having him back, but oh, we yeah, actually... Yeah, yeah. We actually had, we interviewed you for our summit that we, or upcoming summit in April. So people that we're going to be publishing this way before April Yeah. Uh, and really look forward to, we had an amazing conversation that I know Wendy and I learned a lot about mm -hmm. and looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. We love chatting with you. So welcome back. Thank you. So you've mentioned Galactin 3 in your book, The Survival Paradox. So can you, for our listeners, talk about this and why it matters, what what difference it makes, how do we impact What is it? <laughs> yeah, of course. So galactin-3 is a carbohydrate-binding protein. It's the most researched lectin. You know, people know about lectins and people can, people can be allergic to lectins, but it's, it's something that came into the attention, you know, lately. But uh, I've been involved with galactin research for almost 30 years. And uh, what galactin does... So there are different galactins. The most researched one is galactin-3, which is about 10,000 published papers. So galactins, I coined it our survival paradox protein. And why? Because when we go into a survival mode, we are all built to survive. That's how we survive, every cell in our body. And we respond to survival automatically through the central nervous system, through the autonomic nervous system. Either with fighting, which equates to inflammation, to struggle, it creates kinetic heat. It creates a lot of density. There's no space when you fight. There is contact. Or we run away. We hide and create a shield, a microenvironment, a biofilm, a lattice formation that is, that is actually biochemically and structurally created by galactin-3. So galactin is a protein. It has a place where it attaches to different carbohydrates. And it creates pentamers, five of them. It attaches to each other. And you literally create a coating which allows bacteria to hide, viruses to hide, parasites to hide, heavy metals to hide, mycotoxins to hide, emotions to hide, and creates toxic environments. So if we detoxify and we don't dissolve these areas, it won't work. 
So what the galactin-3 does is once the nervous system, if we go into a sympathetic mode, we can take a deep breath, right, do yoga, and we go into a pure power sympathetic mode. But biochemically, once it turns on, it doesn't turn off so quickly. And it turns on within minutes by galactin-3 going up and recruiting the immune system. I've shown in, in research I've published that galactin-3 spikes before interleukin-6. And when we block galactin-3, <clears throat> we prevent the spike of interleukin-6. In fact, that's the whole approach to treating sepsis. So we got this alarm protein that helps us with survival. By how? By creating inflammation as an immune response, immune dysregulation, Example is what's happening with COVID, right? So many people are struggling with it. And, and by creating a shielding, a micro, a micro environment that leads to fibrosis, to dysfunction. So the galactin-3 is like the alarm that goes to the place where there is problem, different nasty ligands, inflammatory ligands, immune-modulating ligands, sticky ligands that creates stickiness between molecules called integrins. They all are, are brought by galactin-3, and you create a different microenvironment for people to understand. It's like a different physiology in a certain part of the body, right? People say, I was so healthy, I woke up one day and I had cancer. Well, it didn't happen one day. Certain reasons led certain areas to develop a certain microenvironment where the body couldn't control it anymore in a healthy way, in a spacious way. So it reverts to survival. It tries to, 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 to deal with it through inflammation, which creates mutations, which can create cancer. So <clears throat> that's why when you blow galactin-3, because it's an upstream, it's at the beginning, it's like shutting the waterfall of the immune dysregulation compared to trying to address different cytokine, which is like catching a waterfall with, with a bucket. Not, not an efficient idea. So uh, that's the importance of galactin-3 and addressing it. And in end, when we are stressed or in a survival mode, stress emotionally, physically, injury, toxins, anything that causes us to function in a disharmonious way, it will affect galactin-3. And the thing with galactin-3, because it's an upstream molecule, you need very little change to create a mega change in the downstream part, a, a, a cytokine, the downstream molecule that does the final damage. And, and again, it's a testament to the upstream role of galactin-3. Galactin-3 will go up by 20%, 30%, sometimes will double. Interleukin-6 will go up a thousandfold because it's a downstream a cytokine. So that's the importance of galactin-3. And if I wasn't clear enough, please let me know. So are we looking at are we looking at preventing galactin-3 from being released or are we looking at quieting it once it's released or both? We're looking at quieting it. <clears throat> it will be, but once the system gets quiet, naturally less galactin will be released. So when you use modified cytospectin, <clears throat> you won't necessarily see a reduction in galactin-3. What will happen is that the modified cytospectin, because it has galactuvonic acid itself, Pectin is a long chain of galactuvonic acid. It's a sugar, it's a six carbon, it's not glucose. It's a long chain and it has side chains, different side chains. But it doesn't get absorbed, it's too big. 
we chop it to a very specific size and a very specific structure. That's why Pectasol is a, all the research was done on Pectasol, about 80 published papers. So then the galacturonic acid in Pectasol will come to the galactin-3, will dislodge the nasty ligand and will break the pentamer. So now galactin-3 is blocked. It cannot cause damage. When it doesn't cause damage, once the inflammation goes down, then galactin-3 will go down because the body's alert system is finally quieting down. So I remember I came from a, from one of my trips to Tibet where I was too high and had really lack of oxygen and had uh, you know severe palpitation, probably from lack of oxygen. And I was in a survival mode. I mean, I had... I mean, it's an interesting, you know, how sometimes when you give, you get back. Sometimes you don't get back. Sometimes you get back very quickly. So usually in in this in these regions, there's no electricity. But as I went up that time, it was 2015. I found out that the remote areas I'm going to have electricity. So I told my daughter, "Wow, we really need to buy an oxygen generator for these people. We are treating some very sick people." Getting oxygen is going to save their life, you know. So we bought an oxygen generator, and they gave us as a gift a pillow that you fill with oxygen and you breathe. So we filled the pillow. Sure enough, it saved somebody's life a few days later. I just didn't know it's going to be my life, you know. <laughs> so I remember the sense of driving down and having one pillow of oxygen. I have to manage until I get thousand feet from fifteen thousand feet. You know, it was quite a journey. And collecting three went up from usually mine is ten, eleven. It was seventeen. So once I went, you know, into my regimen and I did therapeutic aphoresis, I needed something more dramatic to really clear the body. Then, yeah, my symptoms went away. My galactin-3 relaxed back to 11. How often are you checking your own galactin-3? I check it every few months. It can change, it can change in 20% of the population every three months, but it's really important, critical, and essential. I made my point for people to realize you don't, decide if to use or not to use modified citrus pectin, pectosol based on level of collecting three. Who needs to use pectosol? Anybody who is breathing, literally. Because as we age, as we go through trauma, as the body is repairing, it mobilizes galactin three and causes damage. Centurions have lower level of galactin three than people in their 70s and 80s. It would help us to really get, it has a direct factor on longevity. It's not the topic, I don't want to go into it too much. So we need it anyway. The levels are very individual and they are based on expressions of methyloproteinases and the ratio between pentamers and monomers. So you can have a low galactin-3, it doesn't matter. You need to block it based on your health. So if you're very healthy and, you know, and let's say in your 40s, it's the latest, 30s, 40s, very healthy, no issues. Yeah, five grams a day will be enough. If you have any of the chronic inflammatory degenerative diseases, the high toxicity, then you got to take the full dose of 15 grams. The reason for checking the galactin-3 is that for certain people, galactin-3 is not only a prognostic indicator of what will happen in the future, but it can help us to follow the disease. For example, metastatic cancer sometimes or autoimmune diseases. In these patients, following galactin-3 will tell us how much better they are doing. In the other category, you may have a healthy patient, you do a galactin-3, it comes back elevated, and this means there is a time bomb going on. 
And once you, so you need to assume they have inflammation and, 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 and fibrosis somewhere. Once you treat them, you will see galactin-3 will come down, will come down. And so this is really why you do it. If you have somebody who is healthy, but galactin-3 is elevated, and what is elevated? Do not rely on the standards in the labs, because the standards in the labs were based on the approval for heart failure. And patients with heart failure that were tested in very high percentage of kidney disease, very high percentage certain level of, of chronic kidney disease, the galactin-3 doesn't get excreted as well. So the standard of under 17.8 being normal, no way. Anything about 12, you get concerned. Especially now when it's automated, every lab does it, it's automated, the values went down. And I know as somebody who's seen thousands and thousands of galactin-3 results. So that's a little bit about the relationship between galactin-3 and use of modified cytospectin. So I'm assuming people with like chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, Lyme disease, all those people are sky high galactin-3? Very interesting. So Lyme disease is not the case. Now Lyme disease are the category of patients <clears throat> that maybe benefit most or close to most from a modified cytospectin. We have large Lyme clinics where now every single patient gets pectosol. Why? Because you don't get the Herxheimer re reaction. And why? I mean, universally. And they can tell you, wow, my mental, I'm clear, I'm clearer mentally because galactin-3 disrupts blood-brain barrier, activates microglia, causes neuroinflammation, and activates the inflammatory post-perfusion lack of oxygen to the brain, and because of the effect of, of MCP on the on the biofilm. But the reason is when you give a regular binder. It's like you take all the drawers in the kitchen and you throw everything on the ground. It's a mess because you peel off. And that's why people get a reaction. You know, it takes time to clean up. Modified respectin regulates, attenuates, lowers the dysfunction of the immune system, the over-inflammatory response. So you got something that is calming, that is balancing while it's cleaning. And it has a great affinity for heavy metals, I've published a lot of this with the USDA. So you can use it, you can add other binders, but it's it's so much beyond a binder because of its other effects on galactin-3 and on immune regulation, which is key. It's not, it's not only immune enhancement. Immune enhancement is a double-edged sword because, you know, when you turn the fire, it's going to burn everything. It's about immune regulation. So when you're looking at detoxing people, are you, is, is citrus pectin the foundation of what you're using, modified citrus pectin? If you look at my programs 15, 20 years ago, I used a lot of supplements. I didn't always use pectosol, modified citrus pectin. Now it's automatically my first supplement for anyone because you cannot get it through food. And it addresses, if you saw the list of diseases that it's affected, and it addresses it at the top. And because of this, if you look at research, let's say in oncology, you see there is, and some of it we publish, some of it other centers. And so you can see it, it works synergistically with multiple chemotherapies. It works synergistically with radiation therapy. How does it happen? Because it allows the body to heal itself. For example, we just presented the biggest cancer conference in Europe, our multi-center trial uh, 
from six different oncology centers in Israel on biochemical relapse of prostate cancer. 18 months, that's a long time. Compared to baseline, how much we were able to slow down the progression or stop it and reverse it, 90% of the patient had benefit, nine zero. Now, MCP didn't kill any of the cancer. It's not what it does. It allowed the body, because what is biochemical relapse for people who don't know? You take out the prostate, can, prostate with the cancer, there's no cancer, PSA is zero. And then it starts coming back. You know it's cancer, so there's no prostate. And then it's just beginning, usually a little bit more aggressive than the original one. And now you're giving the body something that allows it to address the issue by itself, by fine-tuning the immune response, reducing the inflammation, and the body does a very good job. And so that's an example in one area. And so this is why it's so important. It's something I take every, every single day. Sometimes I get lazy, I don't take 15 grams, I take just my morning dose, but then I take seven and a half grams, which I already took this morning. So does it have to be with food or without food, or it doesn't really matter? It's better without, without food, but it doesn't, it's not critical. Even 10, 15 minutes before food is, is fine. So I take it as part of my pre, pre-food routine in the morning and before bedtime. It's very good before bedtime because you get a lot of also help with the gut and the gut connection. And Can you take too much? No, no. People are smart. And just, just like I said many years ago in a big medical conference, the job of the doctors is not to stand in the way of the patient, right? We, regular doctors do so much. Part of detox, right? We hold to concepts. So, so as part of it, certain patients had, had a high level of galactin-3. They were not responding. Certain prostate cancer patients were not responding to modified citrus pectin. And one, two of these very smart people said, you know, I have a lot of galactin-3. I'm going to take 25 grams. Sure enough, they started responding. So people with very high level of galactin-3, above 20, unless it's from kidney failure, will need to take more. You just have more, there is more to clean, you know? You need, you need more cleaning agents. But once you are better, you can definitely go down to a lower dose. But you will feel a difference. For example, Galactin-3 was going to be approved by the FDA as a marker as a, for a risk factor for diabetes, just as the company who developed the assay went out of business. So Galactin-3 affects sugar metabolism. If you take enough modified pectin, you will see in your patient a reduction in hemoglobin A1c. You know, it may not be dramatic, but it's done with an extracellular effect that has an intracellular effect. And that's the beauty. So you can combine it with your intracellular detox stuff, onocchiol, curcumin, berberine, you know, quercetin, the things that affect, you know, the different pathways. So I, so when I, when I treat people, I mean, I see all this pathway intracellularly, but I also see, you know, their pathways outside, and it's all together. I, I know that our patients listen to our podcast, so I know we're going to get some requests for galactin three. So. I guess my biggest question would be, as we're checking this on our patients, are there any times where we want to say to people, we don't want to do this until you're out of the situation, or if you just had a big bender, or is it fasting, not fat? Like, when are those times not to do it because it's going to be falsely elevated? Anytime they got a scar. A scar? Like a surgery? Yes, yes. So if somebody, you can have people who are healthy, 
had a scar 30 years ago. They don't tell you. And they have high galactin 3. And you ask them and you look and you'll find, oh my God, my scar has been itching for 20 years, right? We see it, it's still red. And when you do neural therapy into the scar and you calm down the scar, the galactin 3 will come down. Absolutely. So scarring, that's why my second chapter, addressing the scars of survival. So we have the physical scars and that's why neural therapy is so profound. But we have emotional scars and psychological scars. And that's that's why we started with detox and we, 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 we no, we're going to end with detox because detox is about letting go of scar because scar is a stuckness in a place that there's not supposed to be hardening, right? There's no flow with the scar. And, you know, for me, it's kind of mind-blowing how when you inject somebody's scars that they had 30 years ago and it gets thinner and it never comes back. So some people talk about membrane potential, you know, and broken doing it. But for me, I go to the, a very different realm. The local tissue is stopping giving feedback to the brain that there is a problem because you numbed it. And the brain lets go and it doesn't reassemble the same memory. So it's really, it's, and so every single patient will have some level of improvement in their scalp from 10% to 80%. But whatever the improvement is, will never come back. So that's the process that we are all together trying to, to initiate and support in the process of detoxification is letting go of what is not needed, right? That's what detoxification is getting rid of toxins. And within it, we have to recognize that as we detoxify, as part of our metabolism, we are producing toxins, right? And we are bombarded with toxins, heavy metals, industrial pollutants. For this, we can have some control. We can have HEPA filters. We can live in a clean place. We cannot run away from pesticides, by the way, even if we eat organic. They are everywhere. All of us have glyphosate. And that's the importance of glyphodetox and the effect on the gut. I won't go into this and using it together with spectrosol. Isaac, this is great. Thank you. I mean, I think this is a good place to to end. Well, we're we're definitely having you back on the podcast and we'll pick it up where we left. You you won't have to to twist my arm, I promise you. I'll I'll be delighted. So it's fantastic. So I think we'll close it out here. Isaac, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being on the podcast today. Yeah. And to the listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Five Journeys podcast. Live like you matter today. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go it alone. It's not a social journey until others join. Share this with your friends. 